Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. My name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 53 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today I'm really excited to be rejoined once again by authors T. Morris and Pitt Valentine, authors of the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences series and hosts of the Shared Desk podcast. How you guys doing? Doing great. We're, we're doing much better now, now that... Uh... Now that uh, we're 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 not so as combobulated as we once were, <laughs> you, you know, my husband and I constantly say that October is a rough month. <laughs> it's busy. <laughs> there are no days off, and I think the weekends become just that much more valuable. It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, this this I think this particular month has been the busiest month we've had promotions wise. Uh, we went to the uh, we went we went to Steampunk Unlimited at the beginning of the month. Uh, right before the month began, we released a book and then, um, like two, no, the following week after yeah. Steampunk Unlimited, we went to the Maryland Renaissance Festival. And then in between, I think called Halloween. Yeah. And then we uh, got, to, and then uh, we got Halloween. And, and, and trying to organize a child's costume. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fun. Yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, if, um, anybody wants to, catch up on your full geekiness they can go back and listen to episode 29 the first time we had you guys on and yeah it's been a while we're gonna we're gonna actually syndicate today we're gonna actually syndicate and and schedule for halloween uh a special it's gonna pop into the ministry of peculiar occurrences feed you can find that at ministry of peculiar occurrences.com and what we'll do there is we'll we'll syndicate the show because i have i've had that on my to-do list for quite some time and (laughs) (laughs) i'm finally getting around to it that's awesome. So very cool. But what have what have you guys been up to since then? Like uh, any any uh, new geekiness cropping up? Ma- any new what interests? What month was that? That was before the Ghost Rebellion came oh, out. Oh, like we've a, done a few things. It's a, it was a month before the Ghost Rebellion came out. So, so the Ghost Rebellion. So the Ghost Rebellion came out. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, our very first uh, book in a new series. Uh, in the same world as the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences called The Curse of the Silver Pharaoh came out and it debuted at number one in steampunk YA literature. So we didn't expect that. So no, that was cool. That was nice. Oh, um, we, 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 and we, um, we just decided on a whim. Why don't we release in print Magical Mechanications, mm-hmm. which uh, is a collection of four fairy tales, four novella sized fairy tales that we steampunked. I did. 
Aladdin and his wonderful lamp, and I steampunked The Little Red Riding Hood, and you steampunked. I did uh, The Little Mermaid, and I did uh, a less known fairy tale, uh, uh, Wild Wild Swans. Swans. I called it Magical Wing. It's one where the the sister has to save her seven brothers because they're idiots. And uh, <laughs> got turned into swans, as happens sometimes. As you do, as you do. Um, man, what else do we do? So I'm trying to think of the entire s- of the summer on a whole. Oh, we were guests at the Museum of Science Fiction's official con, Escape Velocity. That was pretty cool. That, that was cool. Was, that was amazing. Um, we saw uh, uh, Roddenberry Jr. We saw Roddenberry Jr. We saw Nimoy Jr. Adam Nimoy, I believe, is his name. Mm. Uh, and and I I gave my talk on um, it's called the big score the evolution of science fiction uh, the evolution of the science fiction soundtrack and I I basically review eighty years of of cinema music into, in science fiction in, into forty five minutes into forty five minutes and wow. and the, the 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 highest compliment I was so humbled by this the highest compliment I got was from a, he was one of the engineers at like one of the big honcho engineers at NASA. And he said, I saw a lot of talks over the weekend, but not with the passion that T. Morris gave the big score for. And um, and it was fun, too, because we were um, we gave away we gave away stuff. And, man, when we gave stuff away, people thought they had just won like the, the, the gold medal in the Olympics. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> but that was a terrific event, Escape Velocity. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. And right now, right with, with oh, the we mug to, Yeah, we went to Motor City. We went to Detroit. For Motor City Steam Con. Which was a great, I mean, it's a, a new steampunk event that now, they just started up there. Now, now, Joe. Yes. As as a theater, now we get to geek out as, as theater jocks. <laughs> as a theater teacher, you would have, your jaw would have hit the ground when you saw, okay, opening ceremonies at cons. I don't know how Hit-o-miss. many cons. Hit or miss. Mainly May miss. miss. Yeah. Mainly miss. There was a there was a con there was a cons opening opening ceremony that I attended and I kid you not I could feel myself aging as <laughs> it went on. We just like can we can, can, can we get can, out? Can, can we? Is there any way? Can, can I? Can we slide out of our can, seats? Yeah. and shimmy towards oh, the door. It was, it was painful, just painful. <laughs> but so, this one, this one. All right, it opened with a guy calling uh calling like last call for to to board a train to Detroit. No, it was an airship. An airship to Detroit. Mm-hmm. An airship to Detroit. And the the head of the con came running out, and she she looked like a young Midwest girl off to off to find her fortune. She had her suitcases with her, and she said, "This is it." And she was talking about the con because she was the she was the con chair, and she said, "She said uh, this is it, my dream finally realized." Then the choir <laughs> chimed in. Oh, and then the dancing began. The yeah, the dancing automatons doing modern dance. Chimed in, and you were like, "Wow!" And, and then, and then came the live music from the from the uh, from the Detroit Dixieland band. Wow! It was, and it was it was the parade of airships. It was the best, unbelievable opening ceremonies. Holy crap! But yeah, Motor City Steamcon. It was a great event. It was, and the, it's happening again next year. Happening again next year in Detroit. Uh, that's MotorCitySteamcon.org, I believe. But we'll, if you can't find it, Joe, we'll, we'll send it to you. Yeah, that'd be um, great. Uh, just, just an amazing event. Um, I'm yeah, trying to think of anything time. else. And then, and then August kicked in, and that was when we started, uh, we started development, hardcore development on Operation Endgame. Uh, we started, do, we started work on the, the, the zhuzhing up of, uh, Curse of the Silver Pharaoh. And it's been a blur since August. <laughs> We're kind of looking forward to Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. Where we can actually, yeah. because we get a month off. Oh, two months. If we're lucky. 
if we're and lucky. And then January, sorry. If yeah. we're lucky. If we're lucky. Yeah, I'm I'm pushing on towards towards Christmas as well. Like the the way our school's um Christmas break landed is we get out like the 23rd, like the 22nd or the 23rd of December. Wow. Which is awful. But <laughs> the 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 benefit is is we don't go back until January 9th. Yeah. And I I get stressed around the holidays just because there's so much, you know, everybody wants you to go here and visit these people and hey, we're going to be in town and it just gets really crazy. So I looked at my husband and I'm like, I am taking the second through the eighth completely off. Like, <laughs> no, I don't no podcasting, no nothing. I just, just, you're just shutting down. I'm going to get the stuff done beforehand, yeah. get everything taken care of. And just so I can have a week's worth of things, goes, you know what? I'm going to go back east and visit my family for that week. So you will literally have the house to yourself. So I just keep going. <laughs> just have to make it to January. Just have to just make get it to there. January. I'm going to turn my phone off. I, there will be video games forever. I am looking forward to not eating anything healthy for an entire week <laughs> because I don't want to cook. I don't want to shop. I am going to run out only to get fast food. And you're going to become okay a hermit basically for a week. Exactly. Well, and, and, and hey, look, if you're out it. east, if you're out east, just come down south and I'll, I'll smoke something for you. It's just smoke. <laughs> Something. In his smoker, his in my brand ele- new in smoker. My, in my electric Bluetooth-enabled smoker. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because you can stay inside if it's ra- snowing outside yeah. and just watch yeah. your smoker. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. run yeah, yeah, out, yeah. get the meat, oh, yeah. come back in. Oh yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, that's a good transition. We should talk about what we did that was geeky this week. Um, we, we, we share some, we share some, uh, TV viewing. So we'll, we'll we that we do. start that with that. Do. But before, uh, before we get into the TV viewing, I'm going to say I have been, um, the, the Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, oh. demo came out this last week and I played a little bit of it, but it kind of just got me excited to go back and play, um, one of my old games. So I broke out the Pokemon X and I've been playing that at every little spare moment that I have got because it's wonderful. You can just kind of play for five minutes and then close it up and it's sitting there waiting for you when you come back. So I've mm. been doing that a lot and, and really enjoying it. And that's probably what I'm going to try and do to kind of wind down this weekend. But there has been some good TV going on. Wow. Um, hasn't there? Hasn't there? So let's start with again. Let's start with Westworld. Um, are you guys loving it? It's really starting to pick up right now. It really is. This I'm, is a deep, deep rabbit hole. We are all tumbling down. And it's dark, man. I'm gonna it's dark I'm just, rabbit hole. I'm just gonna double down and say, we have seen Anthony Hopkins do some scary things as Hannibal Lecter in 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 different roles, but nothing scared me more than the conversation he had with the director of the park mm-hmm. and all the hosts around him just stopped. That scared me more the entire co- And the thing that makes, and this is why Anthony Hopkins is Sir Anthony Hopkins and why he is such an incredible director. He never once chewed the scenery. No, his, his voice was so even keel and, it reminds me of a, of a, uh, uh, God love you, uh, miss you. Um, my, my theater mentor, uh, his name is Glenn Jones. Uh, if you go, if you go to, um, if you go to my blog, teamwars.com, I, I wrote a little tribute to him. He passed away, uh, a, a year ago. And he, I remember I was in, in my class, he was, ta- I, I was, I was doing the scene where I was angry and I, I'm chewing the scenery and, and Glenn stops me and goes, all right, stop T. Um, I want you to do the scene again. Now don't raise your voice. And the ent- and, and it was this in- it the entire dynamic of the scene changed and Glenn said the reason why 
that worked. The second time was because you never lost control. The minute a, 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 an actor screams, he has lost control of the scene. Mm-hmm. And you see that in Westworld. You see Hopkins just have total domination over what was happening in that moment. Because in the beginning, you're like, oh, he's sort of like a cheery sort of, you know, you know, uh, Santa Claus, Santa Claus sort with of type dude. He's just, he's just, he's just having fun with the robots. And the last episode, you're like, he's got a big something else that he's, he's planning to do. He's got a and chip he on his is not jovial. No, he is no, not. no. And that's no, what not. I think that that surprised me the most. <clears throat> oh, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. Um, Anthony Hopkins is not jovial. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Hopkins is not jovial. Yeah, he does come off as. A very like at the beginning you're like okay he's gonna be kind of the background hero the one that we're kind of rooting for and is gonna kind of sweep in but already like episode two or three you could tell that it's like okay the guys that I really originally thought were the good guys yeah I'm not I'm not so sure about that they did that at the beginning because you saw um uh, the guy that was on the train what was oh James Marsh James and you're like oh so we're gonna James Masters is gonna be the hero he's gonna be the the guest that's coming into this world and da 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 Oh no, he's not the guest. And mm-hmm. oh, by the way, he's not the main character either. I don't think. All right, I got a fan. <laughs> I've already got my own fan theory about James Marsh, James Marsters. Okay, I go really, for it. I believe because originally I thought it was going to be Ed Harris. Now I'm I'm old enough to remember being terrified by Yul Brenner as the gunslinger uh-huh. in, in, in the original um, Michael Crichton film Westworld. My theory is, is that they are grooming James Marsters to be. Am I? Is it? Is it, it is James Marsters, right? Is it Marsters? Um, I think it has um, an N in it. Or is it but... Masters? Because hmm. I get James Marsters and James Masters mixed up, and I, I want to say or James Marsters. Oh, shoot. He now played Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops. We'll just say Cyclops, because I know that Mar- I think James Marsters is the guy that played Spike. So let's say Cyclops. Okay, so I really believe they are grooming Cyclops <laughs> to be the gunslinger. Uh-huh. Because they made a reference about improving his storyline, improving his storyline. Oh, and I really interesting. and 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 they have He's gone re- through enough to make him messed up. Exactly. <laughs> and and the thing about it is that when you think of Westworld, not the TV show, but just when you say Westworld, if you can always tell the people who've seen the movie because instantly they think of Yul Brenner and the Gunslinger. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is iconic for Westworld. But but he was all dressed in black, right? Exactly. And that's what I think. I I, I would not be surprised. That's my fan so theory. Ed, Ed Harris is not Ed the Harris gun- is not the gunslinger. I, I thought he was, but he's not he's the gunslinger. He's definitely he's a, a guest. guest. The gunslinger has to be one of the robots or one of the hosts. And I really think they're grooming James Marsters. If not by if not during this season, by the end of season two by the end of season one, I have a feeling they would end season one okay. with him becoming the gunslinger. That is my little fan theory. I'm an old fart, so I remember the original Westworld. They've got to touch on that iconic character somewhere. Or, or they could series. make Dolores. She could be the, the femme version of that. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Like a, that would be cool. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And just, so you're, just, to, just to clarify, James Marsters is um, Spike from Buffy. I thought so. James Marsden... Marsden is is Cyclops and the guy we're talking about on Westworld. Got it. Got it. Yeah, Got yeah. It. Okay. But that would be cool. I, I, you know, it's it's been it it's could been be, great it could show be anything. so far. It's I been mean, great. I, I, 
I, I I still don't know what's happening, but I love tumbling down this rabbit hole. Yeah, I like the fact that yeah. it's unfurling. It's uh, you know I like those sort of things. Yeah. I don't like everything necessarily to be upfront. Exactly. I like to discover things along the way. Exactly, that's fine by me. Well, and a lot of the shows that you see nowadays seem like they have kind of episodes where if they're going to do character development, it's this side thing, and it takes an entire episode, and it's really kind of just like, all right, I want to know what's going on with the rest of the character. Like they're they're very good at kind of spreading everything out and giving you a little bit here and a little bit there, and mm-hmm. everything keeps moving. And I think that's yeah. what makes it like you want it. You can't wait every time the they go to a, a transition. You're like, ooh, who are we gonna see next? Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a really good ensemble thing. And the one with the 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 bullet in her belly, where she yeah, got him to uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. that was like, wow. Thaddy yeah, Thaddy Newton. That was really a good, good. one. That's yeah. a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, but I mean, and when you want to, if you want to compare it to like, you know, when you compare it to, say, uh, True Detective, uh, season one is airtight of True Detective. Mm-hmm. And, and they did the same thing. Slow rabbit hole, slow rabbit hole. And great then crazy stuff. Rabbit, and then crazy stuff. Um, Westworld's got that. Whereas with True Detective season two, they were trying too hard to be as awesome as season one. And it just kind of fell apart. I mean, but the, the, you're right. I'm seeing that in I'm I'm seeing a lot of that slow burn and character development. That's like fine. That's Luke fine. Cage, I'm good with that. Jessica Jones, I'm good with that. It's not great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm really digging Westworld. And I really believe, like, I feel like Luke Cage was the only one out of the four that they've done so far that didn't have those like extraneous episodes. Yeah, I felt like every, a couple every, of them every, would yeah. start to drag on, and you're like, okay, this is let's let's move on to the <laughs> let's get, let's catch up, guys. Let's get back and, to the. And I tell you something: if Hollywood says, "Well, we just don't have," if, if the next time I hear someone in Hollywood say, "Well, you know, we just don't have really, you know, a, a really deep deep well of talented black actors to dive into," I'm going to tell them, "Watch Luke Cage because mm-hmm. they were people. all there and then some." I mean, what an amazing ensemble cast! Absolutely. Just astounding. Just astounding. Very cool. We also had, and let's see which one's on whose list, uh, Timeless. Mm. Yeah. Loving Timeless. Oh, man. So much fun. Um, and they're throwing, NBC is, I, I love the fact that NBC is throwing some money at this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's, it's beautiful to look at. Um, I'm a sucker for time travel stories. And the thing is, Pip and I both noticed this right off the bat in, in uh, episode two. They're dealing with. They're not shying away from some of the hardcore paradox. History was not pretty. No, they're pretty as well. They're not no, shying away from not that. Not pretty or pretty. Pretty um, or pretty. <laughs> I love. I love the uh, the guy who's the pilot. He was like, "I'm a black man. There is literally no time periods <laughs> exactly in which that is a good thing." I mean, and even um, but but there was that there was that one moment where they're getting ready. I think it was in it was in episode two with Lincoln, where um, the 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 woman is is talking about. Uh, getting her sister back. And then when the, the, uh, the special forces dude says to her, well, what about my wife? And she says, well, there's some, th- there's some fixed points in time that we just can't mess with. <laughs> and he goes, so hang on a second. My wife has to stay dead. Your sister is a top priority. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And that was fair. It was a good call. Good call. Yeah, and, good. um, and then when, uh, when they even had in, in, in the third episode where, uh, where in the Vegas episode where uh, where he sent a message to his wife, and and he said a little back to the he said he said it worked in Back to the Future too, mm-hmm. and and it didn't. I'm like, oh man, I really I love how the writers are handling time travel. Mm-hmm. It's it's time travel as as we can, you know, spoiler alert as yeah. as as we can attest. It's tough. It's tough to write and and uh, and 
And I, Hence I, why we didn't go back to it again. Exactly. So, exactly. It's yeah, been, we it's, touched on it and then we walked away. And then we, and then we walked away. It's uh, been it's been really hard dealing with time travel, and and I think timeless, timeless is really up there. Mm-hmm. I'm really really digging it. Really. Well, and I think I think the the good thing is is that with timeless, it doesn't seem like they're. I mean, they they want to they want to change as little as possible, but they kind of understand that everything is going to have some change to it. Yeah. And so it's it's okay for that to to happen because I think what happens is is you tr- if you try and keep everything consistent that's when you can f- catch all the little loopholes. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, well, that doesn't make sense because if they change that wouldn't this change? And if they just kind of say everything just changes every time they come back, it's like, okay, well, we're then we're less we're less likely to find little inconsistencies because they're all inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's an inconsistency. Yeah. Yeah. Um we've also been watching Frequency. I don't know if you guys have seen that at all. No. Tell us about that. Really <laughs> loving it. Is it's, this based on is this based on the Dennis Quaid film Frequency? I don't know. I don't know. Give um, me the premise. Give it, me the, the premise. premise is this um this woman uh finds you know her her she's a cop, her father was a cop. He got killed when she was like 8 or 9 and um he was kind of plastered on media as a corrupt cop and it was this big big thing and it really affected her life. And one day she goes in and he used to like the ham radios and the, she, she starts talking to this guy on the ham radio and realizes that the ham radio is connecting her to her dad 20 years earlier. Ah. This is, this, it's very much like, which, uh, which yeah. network yeah. is that on? Um, CW. CW. Yeah. Oh, CW. okay. CW. Okay. Yeah, and so and so she, you know, tells him, hey, you know, you're gonna die tomorrow and he avoids it and so, Unfortunately, now she, she remembers two timelines. The timeline oh. that he died in, and then the timeline that he didn't die in. And so now, but, but other things have changed very drastically and completely uprooted her life. And so now she's gotta kind of work with him in the past to catch this killer that has been killing throughout history. Oh and, wow. And it's, it's a really good premise. It's, it's a little bit, like, I can see it getting very complicated to follow. Yeah. Because every time they change something, it it makes a a big change somewhere else, and it's like, well, how many timelines is she going to remember? <laughs> because <laughs> this is this is getting complicated, and it's only episode three or four. So wow. um, yeah, Maybe but she ends really... up uh, just uh, crazy at the but end. You see, that's she... that's <laughs> the challenge of any time you do time travel. That's yeah. that's kind of the challenge. I mean, once upon a time, yeah, you could just go on ahead, time travel back, forth, boom, and you're done. Like AKA time tunnel. Oh, that makes that 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 really dates me. But um, <laughs> but you but with with modern audiences being a little smarter, and thanks to Doctor, yeah, Doctor Who, he 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 is completely meddling with the time with the, with the uh, with the and the way the way they get around with that oh, fixed point in time. I'm sorry, I'm so so sorry. Yes, but some things you can change, some things you can't. Yeah, but I'm but like, the same well, who's t- deciding that exactly exactly. <laughs> so there there so I, time travel is a very tricky subject for for any author to to touch on and. And um, a frequency, you're right. Uh, yeah, it, it is. I think it's loosely based on the concepts of of the Dennis Quaid movie. I think back from the 90s, if that was when it came out. But it was roughly the same. It, it was a, a slightly different premise. But 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 yeah. But yeah well, same. I guess we'll I guess we'll see how both of them how, bu- how, how both timeless them. and frequency work out. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's going to be interesting. It is, it's funny because you tend to get two or three of the same concept every season. Like yeah, I mean, you know, Once Upon a Time came out at the same time as Grimm. You know, completely yeah. different shows, but very much the oh, we're gonna kind of take a different look at fairy tales, and well, then um, you know, now we've got frequency with the different 
time things. It's like some, somewhere there's some <laughs> there's some people giving ideas back and forth across the uh, the networks. I think if they just I think they all get together at the beginning yeah. and then they roll a dice and they go, okay, we're all doing time shows. Well, and, and I think <laughs> there's a third one that hasn't come out yet that I'm curious about because it's based off of one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, the ABC has apparently got a series called Time After Time, mm-hmm. which is based on the same movie ah. where H.G. Wells chases Jack When's the Ripper. It was supposed to come out sometime in October, but it hasn't oh, aired yet. So yeah. I'm not sure if they're holding off to see how frequency and time maybe it was a hot or mess. Maybe, maybe it was a hot mess. <laughs> I saw the I saw the the screenshot of, of H.G. Wells and I'm just like. Sir, you're no H.G. Wells. I'm sorry. You're, you're way too pretty to be H.G. Wells. A bit like the MacGyver reboot. Yeah, yeah the MacGyver reboot. Yeah, something like that. I haven't even ventured into that. I'm no. Like, I'm, just, I, I'm not going to let myself do that to myself. I watched five minutes of it. I was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> well, speaking of which, Pip, what have you what have you been up to this week? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, by my, these are some of the things I did by myself, and I, I'm, I'm embarrassed about one of them. Um, well, I did watch The Walking Dead... Carl, Carl, do you know what Glenn's favorite restaurant is? Oh, no, that's it. Spoilers. <laughs> Popeye's, Carl. Popeye's. Oh, Popeye's, Carl. Okay, I have not watched that episode yet, but oh, it, has no. been spo- it has been spoiled for oh, me. Oh, it's been spoiled everywhere. Yeah, I'm kidding. But I got to say, it was actually quite traumatic. <laughs> I I mean, I'm like a casual fan. I, I, I like watching. I pop in every now and then catch up with, you know, who's, dead who's, al- who's dead, who's alive, whose face has been eaten. Um, but yeah. then I thought, I better, I gotta watch it. Cause I like Glenn. I, I liked Glenn a lot. And, uh, watching him getting the beat down was very and unpleasant. Abraham, don't forget Abraham. Abraham is, okay, he was fine, but he wasn't Glenn. <laughs> I'm sorry, Abraham. I'm sorry you got him back to the head. But, uh, yeah, I felt quite traumatized. After well, I mean, it. that's the thing. It's like, I, I feel like I, I, we haven't watched it. We, we've had it in our TiVo queue and I sit in there, I'm sitting there going, well, I've heard lots of things <laughs> and I know that my husband does not like gore. Oh, and oh. so, so I'm just like, I don't know how to resolve this. I'd like to see it, but I think what's going to end up happening is I'm going to watch it. I'll summarize it for, for Matt and, uh, <laughs> We Don't will, watch it we'll, if you've had a bad day, because it will crush oh. you. <laughs> it will crush you. I watched it on Monday. I would not recommend watching it on a Monday either. <laughs> well, I've had a lot of people, you know, who who really don't mind, like they don't mind horror films. They don't mind. They just kind of a friend of mine basically referred to it as misery porn. Yes. Like it yeah, was just like they they lingered on it so long and throughout so much of the episode that it yeah. was like we're just going to. We're just going to make this a big deal, and and it doesn't seem like that's what people are <laughs> wanting because there's been a lot of backlash on this episode. Yeah, I, I it did. It felt like the audience was also getting a beat down, like um, you know, I just and and it, but it did closely follow uh, the comics. I don't read the comics, but I did see a side by side breakdown of it, and it is pretty much. Word for word, shot for shot, almost exactly like the comic. And I and I know that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is getting a lot of hate. Um, he's but a great I, actor. I he's like a fantastic him. actor, and this is the great thing about him. He's got a lot of nerd cred. He mm. played the comedian in Watchmen, one of my personal favorite performances, one of my personal favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he played Thomas Wayne in the train wreck that was Batman versus Superman. So you see him in the opening credits. And of course, he was in Supernatural. And he was in Supernatural, right. and he played Negan. 
Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, he's he's he's, he's making he's set for life. He he's can go set, to any man. convention. Any convention. <laughs> yeah. As long as he hasn't got a bat. Exactly. So, so yeah, I originally had that on my my this week, and I took it off because we still haven't watched the episode. We're just kind of eyeing it uh, from no pun intended, <laughs> eyeing it from the oh. corner and, <laughs> and trying to oh decide girl. what to do with it. <laughs> All right, fess up. What did you watch? I couldn't Says help it. myself. Fess I'm, up. I'm a bad bad person. I watched Gods of Egypt. Gods of <laughs> Egypt. And the first, I was like, no, no, that's not what Egyptian. They in the first like five ten seconds. They have like a sweeping shot that shows you the amazing Nile, and they've got the pyramid right in the middle of town. I'm like, ah, the pyramid? The pyramid was not. It was a place for the dead. It was not in the middle of town. Um, they tried to hide it. Um, yeah, it was bad. Oh, oh, and it was a bad and. So many ways. Come on, wait a minute. Maybe. Got, You're talking weird... about a Scotsman playing an Egyptian god. What could possibly go wrong? Huh? Yeah, a Scotsman <laughs> and a guy from I think he's uh the guy from Game of Thrones, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, I think he's actually from like Sweden or Norway or something like yeah. that. Well, with abs like that, he's but uh, it also had um yeah, it was it was <laughs> red hot mess. It was a red hot. The weird thing was it got some things right, like it had uh the Egyptians believed that gods actually their their blood was gold. Okay. Their bodies are made well, and their bodies are made of silver. But they, the CGI was appalling in it. They turned into these we. I mean, I could have understood if they turned into you know the the Egyptian gods with the heads, the animal heads, right? Uh-huh. But no, they turned into these weird silver plated Egyptian god head. It was like and what I was just hood ornaments. It, it was ornaments? and it had and it had oh my gosh, Ra was in a ship, and 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 he was fighting um uh, fighting oh, I can't remember the name but the monster. Some of the stuff they got right. But they were also white. Also <laughs> <laughs> very, 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 very white. Well, you're talking about somebody who, you know, is playing, you know, his his whole realm is Anglo-Saxon, Norse, like that area of the world. Yes. It's like, we'll just throw him, you know, in northern Africa. That totally makes sense. It, totally. It, it totally. Was, it was, and then there was there were there were there were flying chariots born by scarabs and and birds and stuff and I was like but the honestly the CGI crap fest was really it was terrible. The whole final I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. But the whole final section was just CGI as I terrible CGI as far as the eye could see. Yeah. And I felt filthy and like a nasty woman afterwards. <laughs> you nasty woman. I was felt like I was a real nasty, nasty woman. woman. Uh, Married to a bad hombre. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh yeah, we did we did that. I read I um, started work on a redesign of the website using WordPress, which Part of the reason why we're late because you get you get really got, into that. I do get into you it. Get into so that. I'm, re- I'm learning a new skill. Um then we we did uh, a couple of things together. We did the Maryland Renaissance Festival. We went ah. back after 10 years. Nice. And we signed books. We sold out of three titles. Yeah, we sold, sold out of The Curse of the Silver Pharaoh. Magical Mechanications. And, and uh, Phoenix Rising. Yep. Uh, it was it was a terrific time. It was a terrific Oh, we got someone to hit weekend. themselves in the face with our book. Yeah. Like, well, guess. actually, he wanted to. He was... He was all right, so he was doing the Monty Python. He was doing the Monty Python thing. <laughs> he was just as a monk. And uh, and you can actually see the video on our Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences Facebook page. But if um, you want to, you know, we, if you're into you know, that, <laughs> we, we told him, we told him, if you're going to do this, make sure the cover's facing out. Yes. And he even went one step further. And when he hit himself with the with the with the head, um, he paused. He paused so people could see the book clearly. Nice. 
Right. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's the best advertising anybody could ask for. Um, <laughs> well, the, the best would be to have a whole line of gentlemen doing yes, that down that the middle of true. the street. That is true. Um, it was a crowded day at the Ren Fair. 25,000 people through the door when I heard, which means yeah. they, they sold out both. It was the last weekend of the festival, so they sold out both Saturday and Sunday at the Renaissance But it was Fair. a good one because there, it was the, was unofficially the weekend of wrong. Yeah. So we yeah. were there as steampunks and we got to wear steampunk stuff and, and go, Oh my gosh, I feel, I feel like we may have turned the dial the wrong yeah. way, Miss Braun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pip turns to me in character and goes, it stinks here. Wellington said, that's the smell of history. <laughs> but it, all, all it really did smell of was, um, turkey legs. Turkey legs. Um, uh, we had, uh, the eggs, the uh, yeah, Scotch, Scotch eggs. eggs. Yeah, it, the food there is pretty good. Oh, the food's amazing, and it's a big place. We nearly got lost. Uh, I did get nearly, lost. Nearly, I you did got get lost. lost. You got lost. Um, I, yeah. I, I've worked the Maryland Ren Fair for uh, for seven seasons, uh, and back in your day, back in the day when I was a, when I was a, when I was a pro actor, and um, what I've noticed is that a lot of the acts changed, and uh, and 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 a lot of the vendors, some of the vendors had changed. But the actual layout of the place really hasn't changed in 20 years, mm-hmm. and so so I, I knew my way around there. But uh, but but Pip Boom and and our friends uh, Scribe and Scribby who were who were shadowing Boom going through the through the through the festival, um, they got lost several times, and and that's when but I realized there's a lot wow, of, there's a lot of shopping, and they there's did a lot, a lot of there's a lot to do at the Maryland Ren Fair, um, and and it was it's just a, it's it's a great experience, and and as as uh, when as authors it was a great experience because. We got to work the crowd. We got to meet some people. It was just, it was a really, really fun time. And the, uh, the owners both came out and said, you know, we've had authors that just sit here and do nothing. Um, we want you guys to come yeah, back. If you, because, if you stare you at know, your, if you stare at your phone all day, you're really not going to attract people to buy And you're buy not going to sell books. You're right. not going to And we got books. a couple of super fans who were like, oh, oh, I didn't know you would be here. Yeah. yeah which is, yeah. which is always nice. Yeah. Um, we even had some people come up who were, who, who were on a panel with us. At Magfest, um, at, at, at Magfest, no, not Magfest. Uh, it was Escape Velocity. Oh, Escape Velocity, right. which okay. which kind of bring it back around. Um, I wanted to tell you before I forget, Joe. I wanted to tell you what a great job you did on both those uh, both first time panels. Oh well, thank you. Listen thank to you that, very much. Listen to both of those shows. Listen to both of those panels. And I don't know if Nick has mentioned it. Nick Kelly over at nickkelly.com. Um, I don't know if Nick mentioned it to you, but we actually are are pitching to Magfest. Your panel idea. Oh and wow! Dedicating it to you, and we're calling. We're actually calling it Geekitudes. Be a better fan panel. Oh, that's awesome! Thank and, you. And we're pitching it. We hope to hear something by December. If it if it gets accepted, um, we'll record you know, it. We'll we'll record it and, and share it with you. But but yeah, uh, we I really enjoyed that panel. I enjoyed that panel especially. Well, I gotta uh, say, I, I before I did any of the panels, I did listen to your episode <laughs> on how to do a panel. And it came in handy <laughs> when a gentleman right. decided to charge the stage. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah. heard about that. I heard about that. Yeah, wow. it was it was quite exciting. And thank God, Mandy from the Wekapod cast knew what he was talking about because he was very upset about um, I'm, I, the, I think it was something to do with the Hugo Awards oh, and man. all the drama around oh, the community yeah. that supports yeah. the Hugo Awards. And he was so upset, and I didn't give him enough. Um, like you know, it was one of those where he's starting to call people out, and he's starting to to oh, get upset out. about things. And so I took and and I had the microphone, so I started walking back up to the table, and 
And I just saw the looks on the people's faces, on the rest of the panelists' faces, as they watched the guy follow me. And uh, and luckily, oh, we've never man, had that happen, have we? No, we've had, no, no. Um, you haven't. I have. Uh, I have. Uh, I, I I got mansplained within an inch of my life. But, yeah, uh, nice. you've, you've been mansplained. I remember, um, and this is this is even long before the days of the of the, of, of Vox Day and the rabid puppies. Um, you said his name. I did. I evoked his name. Um, this was when, uh, and again, it's it's centered around the Hugos. And honestly, after I don't mind saying this, after after sitting through a Hugo award ceremony, if I never win one, I'll be okay because it it really is a smoth fest. And I and I was not impressed with the Hugos one bit. And this didn't help it. I was at a panel where um, where uh, we were talking about audio fiction, and we mentioned podcasts. And I was talking about how podcasts were. Uh, we're, we're coming up in, in, um, in, uh, um, uh, in, in visibility and, uh, and legitimacy. And I said, like, for example, this year, for the first time, uh, a, uh, was that Starship Sofa? Starship Sofa yeah. won a Hugo Award for Best Fanzine, and they're a podcast. And some smoth in the back of the room said, that's because they hijacked it. And you could have heard a pin drop in this room. And I looked square at the guy and said, I, I'm, I'm curious. How does one hijack a Hugo? Do they run up to the podium and claim it in the name of Allah? What are you talking about? <laughs> and and he and 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 the guy the guy just glared at me and I said I, I said I said no really how do you hijack a Hugo? And the guy said you ask for votes. And I said I hate to break uh, it to you. Everybody asks for votes. Everybody asks Sometimes for votes. Sometimes behind closed doors, but oh, they, they are do. soliciting they for do. votes. They do. Yeah. They 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 say things like they say they say they say things like remember vote for the Hugos. And remember, my book is in the running. They never say vote for my book. They all and these were these were some of the top, you know some of the A listers were saying things like, remember, we're nominated for Hugos and we're also you know we're, we're in the running. Nudge nudge, nudge, nudge wink, 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 wink. You know, and, and <laughs> so I'm, I'm yeah yeah yeah. So so yeah, dealing with the, with those shenanigans. Mention, mentioning the Hugos is is Ugh. a little bit like sitting, you know, talk about sitting. taking a bath afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was the thing, and so like, thank God, Mandy knew what, what he was talking about and the specific issue yeah. he was bringing up because she was able to address it directly, and I think that made him realize, okay, you know, I'm being. I'm being tended to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and yeah. then later on, whoever asked the next next question, I went up and and he introduced himself to me and he's like, I got to say, I really didn't have a question. I just wanted to get you out of there. And I'm like, thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, man. Wow. Whew. Yeah. Well, then we were glad to help you out with that. Um. But but so far no so far no no full full contact uh no full no full no, contact no, not yet. Ha- has happened yet. We still got one more con for the rest of the year, but we'll we'll, we'll hopefully deal with that. Phil, we're, we're doing full con and uh, we're we'll, we'll talking about that later. We'll yeah. talk about that later. So anyway, so what else were you doing, baby? Uh, well, we also did ADHD and D with our with our <laughs> friends the Kellys. Um, I uh, tried to attack a dragon uh, unsuccessfully. I leapt over the dragon. <laughs> yeah. My char- my character that I'm I'm playing, uh, she's um, a barbarian, and she uh, also can enrage into. 
13 feet tall? 15 just, feet. 15 yeah, feet. No, she's 14 feet. No, Don't get a, you've told us repeatedly 15 no, feet. No, I have not. Yes, you have. Anyway, so she <laughs> she she can turn into a giant raging barbarian. That's geekfamilypodcast.com. Uh-huh. Where, where you can hear on the Geek Wolfpack podcast. I missed the dragon twice. Yeah, you did. I was 15 feet tall and I jumped over the yeah, dragon you did. and you missed. Did. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> so I was not impressed with that. Um, um, this is the first time we have returned to the world of role-playing in decades and, and we're and we're using we're using roll20.net mm-hmm. which if you if you ever want to explore or if your students ever want to explore um you know just a, a wider world of of role playing roll20.net is so much freaking fun well you know what it's good for uh geeks who are role played together when yeah. they were le- like uh teenagers or in their 20s and then everyone got a job and, and they, a family and away, yeah. and, and moved away now you can all get together, and yeah. um, I, be- I believe Ron was in um, Romania. He was in Romania for a while. With he's the now, vampires. Right. He's now back in, back yes, in the States. Yes, but he's in, I think he's out west, right? Yeah, he's out west. So it, it's great because you can. it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can, as long as you can find the time that you can all work in. Yeah, and uh, so it's so ADHD&D, which is a segment of, of the Kelly's podcast, it's basically the Kelly family, it's our family, and then it's Ron and his wife. So not only are uh, are are the are, are Nick and Stacia and you and me getting back into role playing, but so are the kids. But but the kids, kids are, are getting introduced to it, and it is so much damn fun. Except for when I don't hit the dragon. Except when <laughs> you don't hit the dragon. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys you, sound like you have fun when because I listen to I uh, listen to uh, the Wolf Pack podcast and and you guys sound like you're just having a blast. I got bitten by a hydra six times. I'm just saying in one in one round. What you haven't heard though is that there's this one there's this one segment. Uh, it only recently happened, so I'm not sure when it will come out. But there was a there was a fight where uh, uh, Ashime, that's Pip's character, Ashime was attacked by a giant crocodile, and Pip managed to decapitate it. But the crocodile's head, head mouth was, was still, still on her thigh. Was still on her thigh. <laughs> and and and, and, and being a barbarian, she's like, I'll get to that later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. Put some bactine on it. We're good. <laughs> That's awesome. Ah, okay. How about now, you, T? Yeah, okay, well, I started listening to this wacky new podcast called State of the Geek. I don't know if you've heard these two hacks, but let me tell you something. <laughs> I, 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 I kid you not. After episode zero, I'm like, I cannot wait to get to episode one. And already one had already loaded up. So I basically did a double dip on, on Stitcher of both episode zero and episode one. And I really enjoy it. Uh, I, I, I really listen. Uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on your co-host's name. Kelly. Kelly, Kelly. That's easy to remember. Yes, we've all got yeah, Kelly. Exactly. We got we got a lot of Kellys in here. Kelly, Kelly's laugh is infectious. It is. I, I and um, but but man, you guys are touching on some stuff that uh, there are times I'm driving the car and I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're doing your own dropping now. And and it's uh, it's it's actually, but but it's really a, a very compelling podcast to listen to. And I just wanted to say kudos to you. I'm really for, and this is how it starts, by the way. You know, you said Geekitude was your was your first step into podcasting, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know how. One of us. And, and now, now One you're like, I've got to make a new podcast, and yeah. uh, and and now I'm sitting here going, uh, you know, uh, uh, Joe, if you need any guests to come in and rant on State of the Geek, <laughs> he's a world class. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm world class. Uh, but now State of the Geek's been a lot of fun. Um, and you know, we've been talking about Westworld, we've been talking about Timeless. Another show that we make time for around here is Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. What It's like so- the antidote for Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's the antidote for Zack Snyder films. Oh, that's right. You just rub a little of that man. on you. We, so, so right before we saw Suicide Squad, which I think I think some geeks have been a little hard on because, uh, honestly, of all the DC films, not counting the Nolan Batmans, because I don't think they really fit. Um, I honestly, we had a good time at Suicide Squad, and it's and it's a fun uh, film. It it's it's really a fun, is. yeah, it's a fun goofy film. Uh, it's got it's got problems, but um, but but it's still it of all the ones that that DC has released in this massive push against Marvel, that's the best one. But we went. To, to prepare for, for, for Suicide Squad, we rewatched, for some stupid reason, we rewatched the train wreck that is Batman v Superman. Oh. And I, the, the more I watch Batman v Superman, the angrier I get. There's a good Batman movie in there. There's a great Batman movie in there. Great Batman There's movie. There's a terrible Superman movie. Man, <laughs> I don't know, I, I, I don't know who Snyder slept with to get the gig, but it's clear that he hates Superman with a passion versus Superman in Supergirl. Oh my God! My he smiled. Heart, my my heart was pounding a mile a minute when I was watching him be Superman, and I'm he like, winked. he winked. Superman winked and smiled. He looked smiled. like he was having a good time. <laughs> oh my God! And and to me, um, there was a um, and, and to show there was all this stuff that happened. I I went okay. You know, we're talking to our daughter because we watched Super we watched Supergirl as a family, and. Uh, I said to my daughter, okay, that was a reference to the Donner movie. That was a reference to the Donner There's movie. There's the music. There's the music. There's the music. I mean, the, uh, I mean, it's clear that Blake, uh, Blake Neely, the guy who does the score for all the CW, uh, shows. He's he, a busy man. He's a busy guy, but, <laughs> but he made enough time that when he was putting together the music for super, uh, for Superman's appearance in Supergirl, he went back to John Williams' original score. And, uh-huh. and you can hear the influences of the original score there. Um, Supergirl is just such a breath of fresh air, and it's so much fun to watch. And I think uh, when we and it's not afraid to be nerdy not, or geeky, n- not at all. I mean, they have Linda Carter playing the president of the United States. And when Linda Carter, when, when it was funny when Supergirl, there was a great line where Supergirl says, um, "Yeah, and I got to see Air Force One up close. It was so cool." And Linda Carter turns to me and says, "You should see my other plane." And she gives the smile. I mean, <laughs> I mean and, and the thing is, because we, we were talking about we, we were talking about the move from CBS to CW, and with Supergirl being on the CW, they can be snarkier. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can be a lot more meta. They can be a little bit more. Well, and they, wow. they just introduced a character who is uh, gay. Yes, and she's uh, uh, Latina. Latina, gay. And she's got a thing for aliens. Yes, they couldn't do that. And on the, I'm like, no. yeah, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get that by the blue hairs on C on CBS. That's not gonna happen. So yeah, I think I, it's more. I, next, got, I got a quick, I got a quick question. Um, we stopped watching it around episode eleven or twelve last season, not because we weren't enjoying it, but because we had a TiVo malfunction and uh, we didn't get it, and then we we just never went back and picked it back up. So. If I just jump in with the beginning of this season, will that be okay, or am I going to be lost? I, I think what you should do is you should watch you should watch the last episode to see. Well, no, no, actually they did they, uh, yeah, watch the last episode of Supergirl season one. Okay. Oh, and def but definitely what definitely watch the crossover episode between Supergirl and the Flash. Okay. Oh my God, I was nerding out so hard. <laughs> it was hard to hear. He was yeah. squeeing. I was so squeeing through the entire episode. 
Um, I was like, what's that annoying noise? T, it's, put yeah, a sock in it. It's me. Uh, <laughs> because I'm, I'm a huge nerd boy for The Flash. And, and we're, I'm actually catching up on, that's the other thing, I didn't have it in my notes, but, but um, I'm getting caught up with season two of The Flash. And it's, it's, um, it's having ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But when Flash was on CW, oh no, sorry, when Flash was on Supergirl, that was just a slice of heaven right there. Uh, mm-hmm. It was so much damn fun. Uh, and <clears throat> so yeah, you, but then, you yeah, watch that and watch yeah. the last one, and then watch the last one, then then, then jump in okay. because um, the, it's worth it for Superman. It's to worth see them to, together. It's so cool to see them together, and it's still you haven't seen them on on screen since the super terrible super was he in the Supergirl movie. Um, I never watched that horrible. Thing. No, no, I he was never he in was, the super, no. But they've no. never been together. They've never been together on screen. Wow. And, and but then even though Superman shows up. He never, it never becomes the Superman show. Mm-hmm. He's always in the background with Supergirl, and Supergirl is still front and center. So, um, so it really, and, and they even, make, and what you'll notice in season two is they get even more meta. In the first soup, in the first Superman appearance with Supergirl, when the, uh, the, the, the delightful computer nerd comes up to Superman and goes, I have a thousand questions. And without any kind of prompting, he goes, so when Lex Luthor launched the warheads into the uh, San Andreas Fault, how did you figure out where Ground Zero was, and how did you correct the fault? And I'm just, I'm <laughs> losing my mind. And Serena and 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 our, our daughter is looking at us like, like what, Dad? What? I said that was a direct, uh, direct reference to the to the Donner movies. And then, Cat and I don't mind this spoiler. The spoiler's coming up. Well, it's probably Cat, been, yeah. Cat, um, Cat has a new has a new assistant. Huh. And and after she goes and Kara goes, well, did you get a new assistant? And she goes, I did. And she goes, Miss Tessmacher. And I <laughs> lost it in the same cadence as Hackman did in the films. I'm oh, like, that's brilliant. And they did. They literally said, okay, we're on the CW now. F it. Let's go full. Me- <laughs> let's go full meta. Let's go full meme. All let's geek. All geek all the time. I mean, well, I love the fact that once Jeff Johns got put in front of kind of the artistic direction of of. I guess, I don't know, Warner Brothers? I, I don't know exactly what his title is. Mm. But as soon as he was doing that, he's like, superheroes for everyone. You get superheroes. Everybody gets You're a superhero. Yeah. You, you get, get a superhero. You get a superhero. You get a superhero. It's going to be brilliant. No, no, no spoilers for season two, but they are dropping new characters in yeah, there. Yeah, left that and are right. All, I mean, we're only three episodes in, and they're already two. Three or four. Three or four. Are there two or three? Yeah. Four? Yeah, there's a lot. It's, it's, but, it's, but, they're, but they're still managing to keep it pretty on an even keel. So, so yeah, Supergirl is just a, it's just a breath of fresh air. Um, and then, uh, also this week I'm making, I'm making more time for video games. Uh, I, we introduced our, our, I should say I introduced our daughter to destiny. She has been chomping at the bit to play destiny. And then baby's first headshot, baby's first headshot. Daddy, <laughs> daddy was so proud. Um, funny thing was, I'm sitting there. If she was on the walking dead, she would have done that a lot earlier. Oh man. She would have taken out <laughs> Negan with one shot. Boom. Done. Um, but the, the thing is that, that, uh, I'm, 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 I'm shadowing, uh, I'm shadowing Boom, uh, as she, as she's going through the intro of, of Destiny. I said, okay, now you've got your gun. So you need, okay, go, you good shot, good shot, good shot. Okay. Now, now you want to cr- Okay. You're crouching. That's good. Just good. Just avoid the mines. You're good. Okay. Now you need to get the shot. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Good shot. In okay. other words, she's a digital native. I'm going to be back here. <laughs> and, uh, and didn't she tell you something? She was like, Dad, you need to, you know, da 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 da. No, that's for Overwatch. Oh, for Overwatch. She's she, a, she is a pro at Overwatch. Nice. She is kicking butt in Overwatch. Um, so, and, and then I myself got back into Destiny. I've got m- my favorite character is the Warlock, 
and then I've got this hunter that needs a little more love. But uh, so I've been I've been slowly getting him back into the crucible. I'm doing my I'm, I'm on PS4, Kelly. If you want to ever uh, jam together, I'm I'm interested. I, I may not be up to your level, but I'm going to do the best I can. Um, but I, I do I do love me some Destiny. I, I think it's a game that has been getting it got a, it came out of the box a little haphazardly. And I think people have been giving it way too much hate. It's it's come a long way. It's a great game. You seem to enjoy it most when you're with friends, right? When you're with friends, that's when it really comes to, comes to fruition. And I, I absolutely love it. And then last night, I finally broke the shrink wrap on something I bought many moons ago. And I said, as soon as we're done with Silver Pharaoh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into this. Even though um, the Tomb Raider is still sitting in its, in its shrink wrap, I broke the seal on the Bioshock collection. Going back to the beginning. I'm going. I have never played Bioshock One and Two. I've only played Bioshock Infinite, and it was the the steampunk element that brought me into Bioshock. Uh-huh. So I said, "Well, I want to play the whole thing." So I'm currently playing Bioshock One, and I'm like, "Wow, this is messed up." I mean, Bioshock Infinite is an amazing experience, and it's very action packed, and it's got some some suspenseful elements in it. Bioshock, straight out of the box, that's a horror movie. Uh huh. And and I'm absolutely digging it. Um. It's uh, it's just been like I said, just been recently remastered for the PS4, mm-hmm. and um, and I picked it up. And on the way home from uh, from my birthday, uh, you know, my it was my birthday, and I said, you know what, I'm treating myself. I'm going into GameStop, and I'm getting myself that complete guide, coming out with it. So now I've got the guide with me, and I said, okay, I'm ready to get into Bioshock. And just from playing Infinite, I can see all the nods that Infinite made to the original Bioshock game. So I'm really, I'm enjoying the experience so far. It's been, it's been, it's been hella fun. Um, and now the last thing that happened, that's kind of made me a rock star at, at my, at my day job. So I, um, so, so, so that you all, you, as your listeners know, I run social media for a, uh, a, a university out here called Stratford University. And, um, we, uh, we have, um, uh, someone on our innovation team who used to work with Zeldin Yousafi. Now, if the last name sounds familiar, it's because this is Malala Yousafi's father. I think that's phenomenal. This is so exciting. And uh, yeah, you have no. I honestly, you almost didn't go. I almost didn't go. <laughs> but um, we got this email uh, the beginning of the beginning of this particular morning saying Ziaudin Yousafi is in town and he's doing he's he's doing doing a talk for Malala, and um, he's going to swing by Stratford University for a quick visit. So. Um, I mentioned that to Pip, and I said, yeah, do you think I should go? And Pip's like, go? For Pete's sake, go. And I said, and, and then um, the guy who arranged the talk, I worked with him on this uh, seven-part blog series that he wrote for our blog about life in SWAT, about life in the village where Malala and, and this, this one professor and, and Zeo Din used to live in Pakistan. And it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. The story you, you hear about how the Taliban just came in and did what they did. Right. And, uh, and so, and th- this, this, uh, this, this professor that I work with, he's like, he's like one of my biggest fans. He's a really nice guy. And he's one of my biggest fans because I basically took his blog post and said, okay, we need to do this, 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 this. And I was basically his editor. So he, he, um, he says, well, T, if you want to, if you want to come, come on out. And I was like, okay. So I get there. And um, and I Facebook Live the whole thing. So if you go to Stratford University um, on on uh, on Facebook, uh, you'll actually find the video of, of the face of, of the talk he gave. And he was he was a Ziodin Yusuf was a very sweet man, very sweet. And he um, <clears throat> and afterwards, 
um, we started getting we started getting all this traffic, traffic that we'd never gotten before, biggest numbers ever. So I, I run over to the professor and I said, we are killing it on Facebook Live right now. And that's when Zio Din turns around and looks at me and says, what's Facebook Live? So I explain to him the concept. I tell him what it's all about. And he just nods and he says, you are a very smart man. That's when my, <laughs> knees, that's when my knees buckled. Um, but then the professor said, this is the, this is the gentleman I was telling you about. Oh, wow. and, and, and I was like, what? And he's like, this is the guy that helped me with the blog series. And he was like, he, and, and Zio, uh, Zio did nodded. And he said, you, he said, you know, the highest compliment you can have is when people talk about you and tell, and, and talk about the great work you do. And I said, yes, sir. And if someone is saying nice things about me, then they are the most honest people you will ever meet. And we all had a nice <laughs> laugh about that. And I said, well, now that I got your attention. Can I get my photograph with you? And right before we got the photograph taken, I said to him, I just realized something you and I have in common. And he looked at me and said, what is that? And I said, you and I are fathers to some really incredible daughters. And we, and he just he could not have been a nicer man. And afterwards, I walked away and I'm just staring at this photograph in my iPhone going, I just met Zio Din Yousafi. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was, it was an amazing experience. And, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, the you know, just peace in the Middle East. It was just an amazing thing, and and the guy's got a fantastic message, a fantastic message. It was very humbling, very humbling. That's very cool, very cool. Congratulations. That's 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 a story for for a lifetime. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. yes. And then it was your birthday. And then and, and then I turned forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> Happy belated like, birthday. And uh, but I figured we I figured we would talk about that under special events because oh, I got that under T turned forty eight. So wait that for is special events. That event. is a special. It event. is a special event. Well, before we get to special events, let's let's just touch on some of the news this this yeah. week. Um, there were all sorts of online attacks this week. Yeah. No kidding. Remain I went to, I went to PayPal. Well. I went to PayPal to pay one of our editors, and I was like, I cannot. I cannot. Why can I not? So now here's the thing about that attack. Um, I don't know if you heard about it, but but part of what uh, what was happening with these it's your uh, refrigerator, isn't it? It was the refri- yes. It was the refrigerator. It was this is something that one of the things that I that I, I do with social media is I I, I do a lot of uh, uh, zhuzhing and rewriting of different uh, blog topics, and one of them was about how hackers are now. Internet. They're they're now taking the of Internet things. of Things. They're taking the devices and using them as 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 uh, attack points for. Uh, so the refrigerator was attacking PayPal. The refrigerator, <laughs> the thermostat, the car, the lights, the toaster. I mean, basically, <laughs> if you've got some kind of in, now for for any listeners that don't know what that is, and I'd be surprised. Our if elliptical has. Uh, yeah, the them. Internet of Things is basically all the mundane stuff. You know, like uh, like like uh, your your hue. Uh, your Hue lights, system. lighting system, and and your Amazon Echoes, and your and and your refrigerators, and and all these devices that are now able to uh, my <laughs> smoker. Yes, my new I was smoker. just gonna say your brand new smoker. <laughs> your smoker could attack the internet. My smoker could attack the Pentagon. Um, <laughs> basically, these things and deliver ribs. Th- yeah, exactly. Really good ribs. Thank you very much. But um, yeah, we lost we we lost contact with Pentagon. But all the last messages were hot damn. These are some good. This is some good brisket. So anyway. <laughs> What they're what, what hackers are doing is that they're basically uh, creating a um, a press gang, a, a virtual press gang, if you will, and they're 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 using all of these Internet of Things. Because they're not secured as well. No, they're as not secured. They're not secured at all. <laughs> and they are attacking all of these sites simultaneously. And the thing is, it, th- but this has been something that I've been ranting about for years. 
everybody wants the new shiny. Everybody wants the James Bond tech. Everybody wants to live in uh, in Star Trek, and and we are. But the difference is that in Star Trek, you never had to worry about that kid in the basement of his of his of his mom and dad's house, basically saying, "Let's see if I can do this." And suddenly, you know, they can exactly. Yes, they can. And goodbye Twitter. And goodbye Twitter. And goodbye PayPal. Um, it's, it's a real problem. And, and when, when, uh, when CES unveiled all these new, uh, Internet of Things, the first question all the cybersecurity experts were going, were, were saying were, well, what about the security? And they go, you're just being paranoid. Well, guess what? Guess what, Sparky? They were right. They were right. Well, part of our, our home renovation that we just finished, thank God. Um, <laughs> after the 10, the 10 months of the five month renovation, um, uh-huh. We we put in a control four system. Uh, we we just have the basics now to connect all of our audiovisual. But you know the idea is eventually to have lights plugged into that and the yeah. thermostats because we do live in Palm Springs and so you know when you're out of town for a while you turn the thermostat um, up to you know 96 just so that your furniture doesn't melt. And, um, but when you come home, it takes, you know, a couple hours to get that back down to a livable temperature, but, you know, we want to eventually be able to, to turn it on in route so that we, we are able to, to walk into a nice air conditioned home. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, stuff like this, you, you don't think about all the different things that this, this connective technology can, can be used for and, and cause. So your floor can be attacking the internet. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Pretty much. And <laughs> your floor. It's and and this, that's that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people say that. I mean, I used to work in cybersecurity. One of my my first professional uh, job as a social media manager was with a place that hated social media, and they talked about all the dangers of social media. And a lot of people thought I was becoming paranoid because of the stuff that I was reading. I'm like, no, th- this is a this is a bad thing waiting to happen, and. You know, uh, and for many for for many years, a lot of people thought that I was just wearing a tinfoil hat working in cybersecurity. And I, and then this happens, and I'm like, guys, this the is how, what I'm, the whole house is attacking me. The whole house is attacking <laughs> is, is attacking PayPal right now, and and it's 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 straight out of a science fiction novel. But 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 yeah, that's that that's what when people talk about the security of the Internet of Things, it's non-existent. And and I think this was a really nasty wake up call for uh, for the industry. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now I know you've been talking about how you've been been playing different different games. Uh, are you at all interested in the Nintendo Switch when that announcement came out? I think our daughter probably is. Our, our daughter would be crazy about the Nintendo Switch. The, as far as I'm concerned, I, I I was I was in I was in Target as we call it, not Target Target. We were in, I was in Target this morning and I saw the Rise of the Tomb Raider and I said can't buy it. I just started Bioshock, mm-hmm. and and I, I'm I'm if if I start really letting the games control me, no then writing will I, be done. No writing is going to get done. So I have got. And then to, I get cranky. And then, yeah, oh, she gets really <laughs> cranky. So unfortunately, I'm I'm saying no to. The, I, I had I had a friend who wanted to buy me the Batman Ultimate Collection for the PS4, and I said no, no, mm-hmm. I, I I have to stay focused. I Bioshock and Destiny for now, and maybe a little bit of Overwatch, and and we're good. But no, so so so. Yeah, but I've heard people ra- rave about the Nintendo Switch. Exactly what what exactly is this thing again? Well, it's it's a transitional uh, console, so you can plug the console into its docking bay and play the games on the um, 
on the TV, but then you can plug the controller into the basically what's a, a a small screen that's built into the console and pull the screen out and now you've got a portable device. But that was what the Vista was, right? For the PS system. What wasn't that supposed to be what the Vista was? Um, possibly, but my understanding is that this is actually fully um transitional so you like it doesn't even um you don't have to like stop and save and then transition. You just ah. like plug and go. Wow. And, yeah, wow. and it's got the like you know, it can, the big thing that they're promoting now is it's going to be able to play like the new Skyrim that's supposed to be just absolutely <laughs> gorgeous and, you know, and it's all in this little handheld device that's clear and it, it, it looks very impressive. And, mm-hmm. and like I said at the top of the show, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon, um, X recently. So I love my DS. So the idea of having something that has a, a more powerful processor to it is very fun. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. promising. It sounds very promising. Pip, you were going to say something? Oh, I was just reading that even with the uh, popularity of Pokemon Go, Nintendo is actually not doing well. And as a company. Well, no. Well, the thing is, and I, I, I meant to put that in here. From what I understand, Pokemon Go, and I know you've got another follow-up story about Pokemon Go, but I read that the, that the popularity of Pokemon Go is like plummeted. To, to 60, to, to, like, they've lost 60% of their audience, which tends to, I mean, they still had a huge audience. They still had a huge freaking audience, but I mean, of course you're gonna, you're gonna have ups and downs because they're gonna be somebody that go, oh, what's all this about? And then they get into it and then they go, eh, I'll get to it later. And then they, they stop playing Pokemon people, Go. People with limited data plans are gonna be, yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but no, I, I, I know that there are some people that are, we have friends like, uh, like, like Piper J. Drake and Matthew J. Drake. They, they live, they live for their Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. It's like, so where are we headed? We're heading here. Pokemon Go? Of course. And, you know, and, then, uh-huh. and they're playing, you know, and, and so. But it's how to turn that into money. It's how to, it's how to monetize it. It's all about the Benjamins. Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. we just heard about, um, I know, I know Twitter's struggling and yes. they oh. just closed down, um, they cut 9%, of, they cut 9% of their workforce. Oh, and Vine just shut ah. down. I, that does not surprise me at all. I thought yeah. Vine was neat, but it really but didn't, have it, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't have. It didn't have the the legs. I think. I mean, because then you started getting into things like Dub Smash, which is hella fun to play with if you haven't played with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And and I just think that Vine. Vine. I was seeing people do things with Vine. They made so me. So it go, died on the Vine. It died on the Vine. <laughs> yeah, it died on the Vine. Um, plus, you've got per- and that's the other thing too. I think Twitter. Twitter made a mistake with Periscope. That Facebook Live avoided. I mean, yeah, Facebook Live had had that. Um, they had more of the. They had their audience there, but I think the other thing that Facebook Live had going for it that Periscope did not is that Periscope. Um, you couldn't save the. You couldn't save the video. Yeah. Whereas when with Facebook Live, they were like, oh, you can download the video and then you and can save do whatever it. you like with it. Right. right. And and if you didn't save the video straight away on uh, on on Periscope, you'd lose it. So um, so yeah, I think uh, I think Twitter. Twitter was ahead of the game with Periscope, but they didn't go far enough with it that Facebook did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and and so I mean I I hop back and forth between Periscope and Facebook Live. Um, Facebook Live let us down last night because I wanted to Facebook Live our uh, our daughter reading her first creative uh, work, but that didn't happen. So oh well. But um, but I I do think that yeah Twitter has been struggling. I think they've also been getting a, a sl- you know, you, you, we mentioned earlier, uh, the, uh, the, the rabid puppies and, you know, I know you guys are planning to talk about Gamergate, uh, on, um, State of the Geek. Right. But, 
with with Twitter being the hotbed of misogyny and nastiness. Oh well, there've yeah. been several people that have quit Twitter because they've just been attacked. Well, just, yeah, the, uh, um, the comic book the uh, comic book writer for um for uh for Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Because of Twitter, and then you've got uh, you you've got the the actress from uh, from the from the new Ghostbusters who just who just bailed because she's like I can't deal with this. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and I mean I think Twitter has really sat on their laurels. Especially concerning hate speech and uh, cyberbullying, and I know it's it's hard to police, but it's. I mean, I, I look at I look at the way uh, Blizzard is, and you know, b- being being a, a that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Ah. Being a Blizzard, <laughs> being a Blizzard guy, you know how uh, with Overwatch, I love reading how cheaters lose their minds when they get kicked off of the Overwatch uh, server. Yeah, cheating. Yeah, and they, and they can't understand why. And it's like, well, dude, it's called cheating, and cheaters get busted. Um, now I know we we've uh, we we kind of straight we, we're we're kind of hopping around He's here. He's gonna have to pull us back, T. Uh, that's we'll okay. Pull that's okay. Back. <laughs> so Pip's guilty pleasure. Guilt, Pip's Pip's uh, You're Pip's bringing me into a, a minutes of guilt was watching Gods of Egypt. Oh yeah, that God. Do we have to keep mentioning that? Let's talk about the piece of poo that was Warcraft. Oh, oh dear that. God in heaven! It did have some similar things, actually. It was a CGI crap fest. That's right. Oh my God! What I I at several you would have loved this, Joe. Several times I turned to Pip and said, "Tell me the game is better than this." Yes. Tell me the, the game, game is, is better, better than, than this. Because holy crap, I'm watching this going, what is this? <laughs> it's like someone's D. It's like someone's D and D campaign. On really heavy acid, and <laughs> I j- oh man! Well, I think I think generally speaking, fantasy. I would rather sit through Batman versus Superman a third time. Oh, than see, I can't go. I can't it. go that far. I was I, gonna, I was going to sit here and be polite, but I can't go that far. No, no, <laughs> send no, all, no. send all your hate mail to seven zero three seven nine one one seven zero one or tmorris I'm just going to say, superhero <laughs> movies can be done very well. Fantasy movies are really hard to pull off. They I are. can only think of a few good ones. Um. Uh, Willow, I enjoyed Willow. Oh, come on, Willow's Lord, fun. Lord of the Rings. Um, oh, uh, Excalibur. Yeah. Excalibur is very good. Um, Dragon Slayer. Here's my Dragon thing with, with uh, Warcraft. I, I think that the problem was is they tried to start too early in the, the mythology. Yeah, mythology. Yeah. They needed to start around the time of Warcraft 3 when they went, oh, hey, we actually have story here because a lot of a lot of world of warcraft one and or a lot of warcraft one and two is retcon it's a lot of stuff that we've gone back and said okay now that we realize that we should be telling stories with our games and not just <laughs> providing this really cool you know so a lot of the history is is retconned history it's it's stuff that has been added into the game through world of warcraft and warcraft 3 there was a story there but it's not as deep as it is it right. was not as deep as it is now that we've gone back and had to justify and kind of write in the backstory of all these characters. So if they had started at something that was a little bit more modern, a little bit more diverse in its characters, and not, I, I realize their whole franchise is orcs versus humans, but um, <laughs> Hashtag I think that was their, yeah, I, I, I think that was the big, the big mistake. I think Oof. it did a lot of good things, but I do think that. Um, if you were not a fan of the game to begin with, you, this was not going to be your cup of tea. No, in any way, shape, or form. And no, it was not. No, no it was no, not. No, no, no. But uh, so now, now let's bring it back. So we're Pokemon. bringing Pokemon. Pokemon. Let's bring so it back Pokemon. to Pokemon. Well, I just wanted like a friend of mine texted me last night that he had run out of Pokeballs, and I didn't realize that he was still playing. But I, hi Rob. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, 
I, kind of, you know, a friend of mine at school has also started going, hey, there's a drowsy downstairs, and, you know, we've, like, I've been hearing Pokemon come back up, and apparently there's a Halloween-themed event that's going on right now. Yeah. It's going on through November 1st, and so if you haven't been in Pokemon Go for a while, I, it sounds like right now is a good time to kind of, you know, stumble back in a little bit. There's a lot of new features and a lot of new things that you can do to kind of make it a little bit more fun, a little less grindy. So mm-hmm. I'm just throwing that out there because I, I may be um, booting it up a couple more times in the next week or so. And they're not the only game that's doing this. Uh, since since we talked about Blizzard, let's let let's lift let's lift up Blizzard back to its to its proper place. Overwatch has an entire Halloween theme going on. Um, Each of the characters has their Halloween costume. No, 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 only only a couple. Uh. Um, but uh, like the Reaper, there, there's a there's a new game called The Revenge of uh, Doctor Junkenstein, and um, <laughs> they've taken Roadhog and they made him into into Junkenstein's monster. They took uh, they 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 took they took Junkenstein and they made him they made him a mad a mad scientist. Uh, the Reaper shows up and he's done up like the headless horseman. Um, uh, Mercy shows up as a witch and, and she's healing all the, all the, uh, the, the, the zombies that, that you're, you're taking out. And, um, and so, so there, and, and also you can get, uh, limited edition Halloween, uh, poses for your characters and things like that. Uh, so that's very cool. And over, over in Destiny, and this is the second year they've done this, at Destiny, they've, they've got this thing called the Festival of the Lost, which is the Destiny version of Halloween. That, you know, you, you go to the, you go to the tower area and you, you know, they've got candles everywhere and you hear, uh, you hear wolves howling. They play goofy, uh, uh, spooky music. You wear masks. People wear masks. You actually go trick or treating in the tower, which is, uh, which is silly fun. And, um, and also you can get a limited edition. Yet you, you, you ride these speeder bikes in Destiny, but you can now until November 1st, I think November 1st is when they, when they stop the Festival of the Lost. They, uh, you can get a speeder bike that looks like a broomstick. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I love, and the thing is, I love this. I love it when game franchises say, Hey, you know what? It's the holidays. Let's, let's have some fun on the holiday. And so doing a Halloween themed destiny is just, is just silly fun. And I absolutely adore it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I, I think it's great that these different games are kind of including some, some fun themed stuff in there. It, it just, it just, revitalizes things uh pushing on you have you added a couple of stories in here why don't we touch on those real quick before we move into the meat and potatoes of our our show (laughs) oh yes sherry s tepper passed away which is a a loss to feminist leaning speculative fiction uh gate to women's country was one of the uh formative stories for me when i was in my 20s and stuff mm-hmm. um so it's sad to see her go yeah we, we've lost we've lost quite a few uh uh prominent female writers just within a year and it's it's been kind of, and so yeah i have not read i i sadly have not read any of uh sherry s tipper's work but i know that pip did and i uh, just wanted to make sure we, we touched on that um also um slate.com featured uh featured a place that we visited last year an absolutely amazing place Called Steampunk HQ in Amaru, New in Amaru, New Zealand, and uh, I'll let I'll let Pip talk a little bit about about that experience because oh. I, 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 will, I will sum it up like this though: we Pip Pip and I it was Pip myself and Boom 
and we were traveling through Amaru, and I said, and Pip was like, so how long do you think we're going to stay in Amaru? And uh, and Pip's like, well, you know, if I remember the place, it's there's not a, a lot of to hours, see. A few hours. So so you know, well, so we said, okay, well, we'll meet everybody for coffee at nine thirty. We'll leave it at the latest twelve thirty. We didn't leave until five. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> um. So I'll let. I'll it's, let it's a whole town dedicated to steampunk. It's a, a little- town. A seaside town. A seaside town. Uh, it was a gold rush town, so they have a beautiful selection of Victorian white stone buildings. And they used to have a Victorian festival. I think maybe they still do. They do. But what happened was the steampunks came to town, and they took it over, and they made it wildly more popular. And Weta stepped in. Weta stepped I mean, it's just an amazing town. And Steampunk HQ is this whole building. I don't know. It's like a... A steampunk supervillain lair. It is. With, with all sorts of weird, crazy, fun things to do. Uh, it does have a, contain a time travel uh, tunnel. Oh, no, the infinity portal. The infinity, the infinity portal. portal. Yeah, you can go through an infinity I, portal. I tell you what, we will send we will send you like some three pictures? shots, some 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 shots of when we were in uh, steampunk Amaru. They have a they had a whole steampunk cafe. We couldn't get boom out of the steampunk themed uh, playground. playground. <laughs> they had a they had a steampunk zip line play uh you know they, it was astounding how this town just embraced steampunk and in fact um the two wonderful people who really yeah. brought steampunk to to the area um uh Ian and Helen or um she's the falconess the falconess and uh, right. he is uh, agent, agent darling agent darling they actually got featured on uh, BBC, did a little audio um, interview with them about steampunk. And, and stuff. how they met and all this. It was, very, it's very sweet. Um, the other thing, too, is that uh, um, when uh, we, so, so this uh, this November, we should be launching the fifth and final season of Tales from the Archives. And uh, we, during this season, we're going to hit we're going to hit story number 50. Mm-hmm. So for story number 50, I'm going to be writing it. And I'm going to be setting it in Steampunk Amaru. And I'm going to be explaining what the Steampunk HQ is. I'm going to introduce Agent Darling. I'm going to explain everything because it was that inspirational of a town. It's just amazing, an amazing place to look at. But, uh, so if any, if on your bucket list is, is to go to New Zealand and pay a visit, make time to get to the South Island to go to Steampunk Amaru. It's just gorgeous there Absolutely. i definitely think we'll have to because that is on our short list of places that we have to travel to so yeah it, yeah. it, it will definitely be on on the slate <laughs> fantastic all right moving on to special events we've got all sorts of stuff going on um of course we do want to remind people that coming up very close very shortly now just in a couple of weeks november 19th and 20th at the hard rock hotel in palm springs is palm springs comic-con so definitely come out and say hello. I don't have a schedule yet. I'm, I'm hoping they'll get that to me sometime this week. But you are going to... I'm going to be definitely in at least two panels. Sweet. Possibly four. Um, I will be moderating some of the stuff that's going on. So definitely come out if you are in Southern California that weekend and uh, and come say hi. And then this coming weekend, so the first weekend in November, uh, I'm going to be at BlizzCon. Very, That's a big event. That's a big event. Uh, Last year, I I went to the Con Before the Storm, which is where all the fan um, podcast people kind of gather, and a lot of the guilds will have events that night. And so I went last year, met a whole bunch of really cool people, 
Um, I'm going to getting to meet in person some of the people that I've had on my show this year. I'm very, very much looking forward to it. But then I lucked out and got a ticket this year. They're nice. very hard to get. So I was ecstatic to get my BlizzCon tickets. But I am going solo. So if there is anybody who listens to this show and is looking for somebody to pal around with, I am more than happy to say hello to you. I think it would be fun to to meet some people. So, you know, just find me on Twitter at Geektitude or at Epic Grays. I'll be flipping between the two of them. And, and, and uh, if, if you happen to see any Overwatch freebie swag there, oh yeah, uh, definitely. By, by all means, we'll pay for we'll, we'll pay for the shipping, but uh, we would love to get some stuff for Boom and yeah, maybe some stuff for us. He's, um, he's talking about himself. <laughs> I'm talking about me and the Boom because we're playing Overwatch. We're playing the hell out of that game. Jeez. Beating your ass. Yes, she is beating my ass. That's <laughs> but anyway, so that's coming up. Those are the two things that I've got coming up. How about you guys? <sighs> Philcon. That's the last event of the year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise sweet baby Jesus. That's uh, right. November the 18th to 20th in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Weirdly, not in Philadelphia. No. You would think. No. But it ain't. You can see Philadelphia from it's, there. It's cheaper. To, it, the, the hotels are cheaper in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, than they are in Philadelphia. That's, That's exactly why they're having and it. And I, I am going, we are going there specifically for me. Yeah, this is all her. PhilCon is, is one of those events where it's a, it's, it's, it's. We've been a, before. We've been before and it's, it's been an uneven experience, but, uh, but there's a specific reason we're going to be there. One, one of, I would dare say one of my most formative writing Heroines is going to be there. Uh, CJ Cherry or CJ Sharar as my dad calls her, cause she named, her name was Cherry, but there's another person right. called Cherry, so she right. put an H on it. Yeah. Um, is gonna be there and she's the guest of honor and I am going to try not to fangirl. I'm just gonna try not I'll, to. I'll, I'll try to get audio of it. It's absolutely darling. I will try and be professional fangirl. <laughs> yeah. Professional. <laughs> Pro okay. fan. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. And, uh, and as we alluded, yes, um, the day before this recording, I turned a whopping 48. 48. Uh, it was my birthday, and uh, we, it was a very nerdy kind of birthday, a very it geeky was. birthday. So uh, as it should be, with as you. it should be. Um, the uh, the the first gift I got from uh, from fr- I think this was from the daughter. Uh, yes, it was a Funko Pop of uh, Hannibal Lecter with a little uh, knife, with a little knife and a nice. an immaculate suit. It a was little... it, it was the mods. It was the Mods Mickelson, uh, um, Hannibal. Hannibal, my Hannibal, I like to say. And, um, and I put him, uh, if you go to my Instagram, which I believe is the T Monster, uh, you'll see that I got a, a shot with, uh, with Dr. Hannibal Lecter right next to Dr. Strange. I thought that was a nice little, uh, uh, dichotomy I was putting up there. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's how it started. And then on the way home, I, uh, like I said, uh, you know, treat myself for my birthday. I stopped at GameStop. And uh, picked up the, uh, the the complete guide to the Bioshock collection, and uh, that was that was nice. And then um, that was when uh, 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 Pip informed me that my in-laws in New Zealand are are picking up for me uh, an electric. Well, they they sent the money for me to pick up an electric smoker uh, from from Charbroil. And this is uh, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth enabled, so the Pentagon had better be careful. So it's attacking the internet. It, it's going to be attacking the internet, but 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 but, but it's going to be attacking the internet with some incredible barbecue. Um, That's so exciting. That. that sounds yes. amazing. Um, the, the, it's got an app. The the, it's got an app. <coughs> the smoker comes with an app. So I don't you know can why. Look up, you, so because you can. In the snow, you can run out, put your stuff in the, shut the door, and then use and then the look app. outside and then, through the window yeah, yeah. and turn it. You know. So so there so there or was that. Or you can be at work. 
smoking. Or I could be, stuff. yeah, I could be smoking while at work. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then, uh, I, but I think the, the, the best present, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying it to be cheesy, but the best present that I got was our daughter has been taking a, a, a creative writing class. Um, and it's been every Friday night for all of October. And, uh, for the final class, it was, um, uh, they had the option of reading what they've been working on. And so being um, the shrinking violet related to you. Exactly. She <laughs> went on ahead. She went ahead and did it. And and it, it was great. Uh she she did a uh, um a Cat Warriors inspired fanfic. fanfic. I, was, I yeah. was pretty good. And you know what? I was listening to her and I'm like, "Oh, she's a writer." Yeah, she's a writer. <laughs> she's a writer. We sh- it, it was a, it was a high genetic possibility. So, it, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh And but, then you got a BB-8. Oh, that's right, and that's how it ended. It ended with uh, not just the smoker, but then we got home with and terrifying cat. Well, not terrifying. Was, the cats were right. not terrified by it. So, um, so, so, uh, so Pip got me a BB-8. Uh, the the uh, the sphere the Sphero, I think it's called the, yeah, the Sphero, Sphero BB-8. That's got an app. And uh, so while BB-8 patrolled uh, my man cave, I went on ahead and I popped in Bioshock the collection and I started Bioshock One. It was a nice way to end the uh end. It was the, a full on geek. Day. It, it was a full on geek birthday, and I'm I'm uh it was it was kind of nice because I felt and uh, the cats do not care for BB-8. They really don't. They really <laughs> really don't. I'm going to knock don't. his head off. I do not like the BB-8. Anyway. <laughs> well, very cool. It sounds like it is uh, been a very busy month, and November <sighs> is going to turn out to be just as busy. So <laughs> we'll have to send each other little uh you know hang in there gifts. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Very cool. All right. Well, the believe it or not, the reason why we're here today, <laughs> <laughs> apart from catching up and nerding out, <laughs> exactly, is to talk. Well, you guys have a new book. Yes, yes, we do. Our first foray into the YA, into, into young adult. And I tell you something. I thought I was terrified. The first book we wrote together. That's nothing compared to writing YA. It's really nothing compared to writing YA. But this is called The Curse of the Silver Pharaoh, a Verity Fitzroy and the Ministry Seven novel. And I'm going to turn it over to Pip because this has actually been her brainchild. Oh, like for the last three years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. Now, is this is this based on um on your your experience with Gods of Egypt? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry, that was mean. You, I need to like poke out my my third eye. I can't unsee it. Um, no, strangely, it's not. Thank goodness, because this came before the Gods of Egypt. That's what I say. Uh, but it does contain Gods of Egypt. Now, oh, I ha- no. now, now I suddenly have this image of, of Gerard Butler in my head going, this is Egypt! <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Anyway, anyway focus, focus. Back, back, oh, back away from that. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's been about three years that I've been sort of contemplating starting this because uh, the Ministry 7 are a group that come from the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences series and they act as sort of informants and eyes and ears and helpers to uh, Eliza and Wellington. And when you think about the Baker Street Irregulars from Sherlock Holmes, that's kind of what they're based on. And I always wondered, what ha- what do the Baker Street Irregulars do when they're not helping Sherlock Holmes? And what kind of lives do they have? So this book is set before the first book of the ministry, um, The Phoenix Rising, and it's about what sort of activities the um, Ministry 7 get involved in and also <clears throat> their previous leader i guess you would call uh verity fitzroy who is mentioned in phoenix rising and what what happened there what what the situation was so um each of the books is going to be about a historical time period so the first one is egypt 
Verity's parent, one of her, Verity's parents was an archaeologist, so she has some knowledge of it. Yeah. And also there are things that the Ministry 7 can do that ministry agents can't do, such as go to a academy for young engineers. And they go there and they encounter all sorts of strange things and one very annoyed pharaoh. I, I, I describe the book as if Hermione and young Indiana Jones went to school together, that's what the curse of the civil pharaoh would be. That's pretty and, awesome. Yeah, we, we had a we had a great time writing this book. We really did. It was it was hard work. It was very hard work, especially near the end. But the, the thing is that this is um this is our first foray into young adult fiction. And it's um it, it really has been uh, a learning experience because, uh, in, in fact, we had a lot to say about that on the last uh, shared desk, the, the podcast that we do together. We had uh, uh, we had a, an author come in who had written four uh, YAs. YAs and then uh, she was with um, uh, a friend who was a librarian, a teen librarian for North Carolina. So, you know, they, they brought a lot to the table and that that. That conversation was was so in depth. I'm I'm, I'm editing it and I said this has got to be a two part a two part show. Mm-hmm. So for the first time ever at the shared desk, we're actually doing a two part show just about young adult fiction. And the, the tough thing about young adult fiction is that it became very um, it became very much the the thing for people to do. And some some authors would even argue that it's we're kind of late to the game coming into young adult fiction. But there was a lot of things happening in this book. I mean, it was our first step into young adult fiction. It was our first step into a spinoff series from the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences. And um, and also we were we were actually playing around with the whole idea of a prequel. And I've always had I've always had issues with prequels because you're, you're kind of predestined to know where you're headed. You, you you it's a bit like going back to that prequel of Fear of the Walking Dead or the prequel of Episode One. We know there is no hope for these characters because the zombie apocalypse is going to ca- is going to happen. We know Anakin Skywalker is going to fall because he eventually becomes Darth Vader. So where's the tension? Where 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 do you where do you play with that? And with Verity Fitzroy, um, well, we've, we've we already did. had a few, we've already had a few glimpses of Verity Fitzroy in 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 the uh, Tales from the Archives. Yes, as well. I, we we did. I did two short stories that concerned Verity. Right, but she is. Uh, not a main character in the Ministry series, right. so ha- what happens to her is kind of up in the air. Right. There are some of the Ministry Seven that are in the that eventually become, become part of the Ministry into, Seven in, in the in the current series. Yes. Yeah. But there are other kids who are not. Right. So why are not they yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and Nobody gets hit with a baseball bat covered in barbed wire. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out and say that. But, That's not going to happen. <laughs> but but this is a uh, but yeah this has been a lot of fun. I don't think all of the episodes are going to uh, of, of Verity Fitzroy are going to happen in a school, mind you. No. But but that was a that was a great first first step in for us, I think. And and uh, and we did we we had a lot of fun putting it together. And it's been it, it's been a uh, and it debuted at number one. It debuted at number one on Amazon. Um, That's awesome. Steampunk. Steampunk yeah. YA. For Steampunk YA. Category, yeah. And uh, we were very happy. Oh, and also in, uh, Children's Spies. Spies. Yeah, and Children's Spies. Come children's Spies is a category? It's a thing. It's a, it's a thing on Amazon anyway. And, um, and you know, it's... Um, I, I also think, though, being a teacher, I think you would enjoy some of the asides. You know, <laughs> getting into the heads of, of, of students and, and their regard of certain teachers, that was also quite fun. And with the Indiana Jones connection, we also did a very nice nod to the very first Indiana Jones film, uh, the, the classroom scene where, uh, 
where where Harrison Ford is standing there and all the women are just you know uh, giving him the big the the big pie eyed looks in the, uh-huh, the first, uh-huh. in the first two rows. We 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 give a nod to that. In, if Harrison in this. Ford was my teacher back then, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I'd be I bet. a front row. So um and and just to practice the name because Pip is doing the audiobook. We're currently working on the audiobook now. Uh, the name of the king is Susenus. Susenus. There you go. Nice one. Nice one, darling. Um, so so yeah. his friends call him Sue. <laughs> First name Mary. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this has been a uh, it's, it's been a real joy. And right now, it's uh, it's it's out in print. Uh, we sold out of it at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. We actually sold pre-orders of it at Steampunk Unlimited. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah. So so the fact that that we were we were getting that sort of traction on this brand new book, we were very very pleased with. And um, right now, it's just a matter of uh, waiting for reviews to come in. That's very cool. Now, yeah. I, I, when we had you on last time, we talked about just general steampunk. I, and we did talk about your, your books, but I don't know that we ever went into, you know, your, your writing style and the fact that you're writing together. How, how does that work for you guys? Sometimes better, sometimes worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> this one was a little difficult because, uh, a little, the, the writing the series, uh, adult series, has become pretty fluid and yeah. pretty. We can do it. We're up to six books right. mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. that in that system, and we both write it together at the same time. Now, because T came into the story late in the game, very late, <laughs> and 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 that was a little bit more um, prickly, I would like to say. Uh-huh. Um, and we won't be doing it that way again. <laughs> T will be on board from the very beginning. There was one night she wasn't talking to me. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't hit him in the face with a baseball bat. You wanted to. Covered in. You wanted to. Yeah, I probably good thing I didn't have a baseball bat. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we. I mean, we work really well together. Especially That's when true. We, when we come in on the ground level, we have a giant whiteboard behind us right now yeah. that we write all our um, brainstorming things on. Yeah. Um. On on our podcast, the shared desk, we we actually uh, did a, did a. Uh, a show about collaborating as couples because there was a, a, a new couple, you know, Piper J. Drake and, and her, her boyfriend, Matthew J. Drake, they've decided they want to, they want to collaborate. Of course we laughed at them because we were just <laughs> coming off the experience with the silver Pharaoh. But one of the things that I, I feel like I, I, I discovered when, when I worked with, uh, with Pip on this one in, in the manner that we worked it was that um, Pip had all these great scenes set up, all these wonderful classrooms set up, but nothing happened in the classrooms. And I said, no, 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 no. We got to actually see the classrooms. We, we got to get into the lessons. We got to, we got to have some really witty banter, some dialogue happening, some rapid fire dialogue happening back and forth. And I think that's part of the, um, that this is where we, we played to our, each other's strengths, both in, in, in the, um, books and bronze series, as well as Curse of the Silver Pharaoh, is that, um, Pip is, is wonderful at narration. She, she, she sets a beautiful scene. She sets up, um, uh, wonderful elements. I usually come in and I, I'm the one that, that what do we up, call it? Zhuzh it up. I zhuzh it up. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to the action sequences, Pip comes up to me and says, I need this to they happen. They need to fight now. They need to fight now. Make it pretty and go. And then there's, um, there are other things that, uh, and I, I also tend to do, uh, some dialogue back and forth, uh, with, with, with people. That, that, well, sometimes that, we just sit here and talk, witty banter. And that's, Professional and, and, some, banter. and then sometimes that, that creeps into the actual, the actual book itself. But that's, that's what I think is, um, is, is, is how, how we made this particular book work was that Pip had all these wonderful set pieces. And I said, okay, let's, let's, let's add to the, let's add a little depth here, a little depth here. 
And then it started to really gain momentum. Now, the downside of that was was that there were some chapters that, kind of like with home renovation, had to be stripped down to the bone and then rebuilt. And and I, th- that was the baseball bat night. That was where Pip was saying, I'm really resentful of the fact that you're tearing down this this uh this this chapter might then i hand her the new chapter and she would just be like that's good that's <laughs> through gritted teeth yeah through, <laughs> i mean i could hear i could hear the the the, the enamel cracking we won't be doing it that we're way we're not going to do it that way again no no but uh the, i think that especially the difference with um with with the the books and bronze stuff is we would do it either a chapter at a time or just a few chapters uh and and then we would go back and we would we would discuss about about the action happening here but but the um the curse of the silver pharaoh was a was a was a was a uh, again we we had to keep asking ourselves okay um it's young adult so how does it change how does young adult change versus what we do and because we had the kids cursing um we didn't have any any rumpy pumpy we didn't have any of the of the bronkadonk we didn't have we didn't do any of that we did lay down the foundations of that very subtly but that was about it but this is what we we walked away from i think with with young adult and pip correct me if i'm wrong was when you're writing young adult versus writing adult there isn't that much of a difference it really is well just, you still want good the plot is a little bit more streamlined yeah um less points of view yeah um but as far as the actual words and the writing style it's pretty much the same yeah yeah um and 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 you focus on good characters you don't Good write stories. Don't write down. Do not write down. I mean, you know, we 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 had the kids curse because these are kids from the street, mm-hmm. and and they uh, were yeah, having them say, "Oh my goodness." Yes, yeah. I mean, uh, I I I did a uh, I did a blog blog post about the the lessons I learned, and and one of the lessons I learned was kids curse. Fuck yeah, they do. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's as just, a high school teacher, I can confirm this. There you go. <laughs> well, you go. Our, our daughter just uh, last year started middle school and she was going to be the police woman yeah, of middle bless school. Her, bless Every her time she heard a word, she was going to go to a teacher about it. Yeah, that lasted two days and she's like, I've heard everything in I've the heard some in things the, in the corridors. I've heard some things. I'm just gonna let it go. Yeah. <laughs> this is obviously I like if you go to the, the Amazon page, it's you know, book one. Uh is uh, where where is it going from here? Well we this is this is obviously focusing on Egyptians. Egypt. Um, I'm thinking the, uh, Crete, ancient Crete, and possibly, um, uh, the Middle East. Ancient uh, Sumerians are always fun. Yeah. And I've already done some research for another book on Sumerians. Um, I I think the, um, I, I, I think for, for a working title, I think the, uh, the, the next one's going to be, uh, The Fall of Atlantis. Okay. And, and, and we'll just. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh oh <laughs> just gonna spring that on you excuse me i'm just gonna get my baseball back <laughs> i i mean that's just a working title about in my head uh <laughs> but i do know i do know we want to play with atlantis and i remember when when pip said crete the first thing that popped in my head was atlantis when we when we were talking about the next book because i did say well what's the next book going well, to be? i always like looking at uh like ancient civilizations things they don't know what they did yeah. like there was the um i can't remember the name of it it's the geared system that they found at the bottom of the ocean yeah. and they still yeah. I'm not quite sure what it is. And I, and I really think we, we have we have always hinted to Atlantis, mm-hmm. but we have never had even in Tales from the Archives we have never had any. That might stories. be the last book though. That might be the last the, la- last, the last, la- last. So book. you want the last book to be Atlantis? Yes, we're just plotting this right now. Exactly. Um, but also the <laughs> other thing, exclusives, folks, exclusives. Exactly. Um, in the in the Middle East, they 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 
Some people say that they invented the battery. Oh, nice. Okay. So there's, there's lots of cool stuff in, in archaeology. See, th- and this is also the difference between uh, working with Pip in the, in the Books and Brawn story arc versus the Verity Fitzroy. Pip is kind of taking the lead in the Verity Fitzroy. Uh, it's more like Pip's, I'm like, what are we doing, darling? And, I mean, because I honestly thought our next book would be Atlantis. But if Pip decides, no, we're taking a left turn at Atlantis to go towards this, I'll be like, okay. Sumerian batteries. Okay, dear. Yes, darling. <laughs> Put the bat down, darling. You know, and, and take it from there. Well, that's awesome. Well, it is. it sounds like it is a very fun, very cool romp. Um, I, I look forward to my vacations because that's when I get my reading done. Right now it's just term papers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, really bad term papers. Remember, remember, get to January. Get to January. Yeah, just get to January. Just get, get to January. Get to January! <laughs> get to the January! Well, thank you guys very, very much. Where can we get this? Just Amazon or should we be looking at it for, for uh, other places? At, at the moment Amazon. it's exclusive. If you've got a Kindle Unlimited account, you can actually read it for free. Uh, but it is also available in print and ebook editions on Amazon. And audio is coming soon. I am working coming on the audio soon. as we speak. Very yep. cool. Very, very cool. Awesome. Well, any shout outs before we, we close things up? Okay, well, I wanted to do a shout-out to um, Alex White, who is our long-term collaborator. He did the Ministry uh, of Peculiar Occurrences anthology um, cover. cover. He's, he's written he's story stories for us. He did the theme tune for the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences. And this month, he just had his first big book, big print book come out called Every Mountain Made Low, which is a southern gothic uh, tale with a um, really good character, really deep character, with autistic tendency. She's definitely on the autistic oh, spectrum. Nice. So, nice, yeah, nice. I, would, I would say go check that out. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm also, I wanted to do a quick shout-out to Thomas Williford, another longtime uh, contributor. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, Thomas, if you ever see the pictures of me wearing the steampunk arm, that's Thomas's work. Uh, Thomas... Did all the steampunk props for uh, the castle episode Punked. Thomas also has done um, many di- different steampunk props for other other television shows. Um, more notably, if you go to Netflix and you look up the reality game show Steampunked, and that's steampunk apostrophe D, Thomas is one of the judges, okay. and and he is uh, when it comes to steampunk, his his name pops up and or should pop up. Quite often, I think the only reason he did not uh, make an appearance or, or, or have anything to say in uh, the, the the recent uh, uh, documentary Vintage Tomorrows is because that was more West Coast steampunk based. And he's like us, and East Coast. He's East Coast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's out in PA, and uh, he's he's got a birthday today. On the day of this recording, he he's he's got a birthday. So happy birthday, Thomas! Uh, we love your work. May we all love your tears you. be well lubed. May your <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen his girlfriend? They're well lubed. Uh, very nice. <laughs> we broke Joe. We broke Joe. We already we already gave shout outs to both Ian Clark and Helen Jansen. Um the the link to Steampunk Amaru that you see there, that's the that's the link to the BBC story. So just make sure that when we well, but but we'll mention them again. Ian Clark and Helen Jansen. So the the quick story we have about the two of them was that they found out the day before we arrived. That we, were gonna be, that we were going to be in Amaru. 
Oh, okay. And Ian, Ian, uh, and this is all through Facebook. Ian says, uh, wait, you guys are going to be in Amaru? And we didn't think twice about it. We're like, yeah, we're just going to turn like, around. Do you want to meet us up for like, breakfast or and something? Yeah, yeah. And we thought, okay. And he says, do you mind if a few other steampunks show up? So we're like, yeah, sure. No, he said a few other people. He didn't yeah, know there a was a few other people. Yeah, a few other people. And we were like, yeah, sure. And then this is all back and forth on, on, on Facebook. And we don't even think twice about it because it's the middle of the week. And, you know, it, it's just a very casual thing that we plan to do. But we, did, we were planning to get costumed up and just walk around Amaru. We thought it'd be fun. So we show up at this place called Steam. That's the name of the uh, cafe. cafe, Steam. We walk up, and there are, and I'm not exaggerating here, 25 people, including Helen and Ian. And, Ian, and they both arranged this whole thing. And it is wall-to-wall steampunks. Wow. They are all in garb. This is at 9.30 on a Wednesday morning. Yeah. And then this guy is walking around with a notepad chatting to a couple of us. And, and, and Ian's like, oh, yeah, that's the local paper. They're going to do a story on you. We were on the front page. Wow. <laughs> we were on the front page of, of, the, of the Amaru Herald or something like that. And we were just, we're like, really, guys? And it was just so, they treated us like total rock stars. And, then and they're very the, sweet people. Very sweet people. And so, um, <clears throat> and Ian and Helen just hung around with us for the entire day. From 9.30 to 5.30, they never left our sides. And and they were they're the most wonderful hosts, and we just had an absolute blast. Like I said, we're going to send you photographs from Steampunk Amaru for the, um, uh, for the accompanying blog post with this. It, it's you just got to see it to believe it. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And and I I I think it's been towards the top of our list, but I think New Zealand uh-huh. is, is is quickly skyrocketing higher and higher on that list. Just so that's come awesome. Come to me. I'll I'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, very cool. I want to give a quick shout out to Kenny Rotter, who I am going to be meeting for lunch uh, after we finish recording this morning. I'm looking forward to saying hi to him in person. He's out here covering, I think, the Lou Ferrigno bodybuilding hmm. some sort of event that I don't know the actual name of. Very cool. Um, and then to anybody who's going to BlizzCon, I'm, I'm serious. Let me know because uh, I'm going to be there for the first time. And so anybody who either wants to show me the ropes or wants to stumble through um, blindly with me, uh, let me know. And we will we will catch up. So that's it. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange with uh, our... Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, with our, our movie down. friend, Ray Vargas. Um, it will be releasing late... Because um, it w- I will be at BlizzCon all weekend, and then when I come back, uh, it is also Palm Springs Pride this coming weekend. So I need to spend some time with my husband and the friends that are coming out for that. But uh, we will be releasing it probably on Tuesday because I've decided that Election Day, I'm just going to stay here and fret over uh, <laughs> over all that is going on. We're not going world. to bed until we know. I've we're got a big bottle of vodka for that day. Yeah. <laughs> big yeah. bottle of vodka. Yeah, I'm going to technically go to bed. I don't know that there will be much sleeping going on, and I will be <laughs> very early the next morning to see if we still have a country. Um, <laughs> Come with us to New Zealand if yeah. things don't work yeah, out. I, we'll... I will pack my bags. <laughs> you will not have to ask twice. <laughs> All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. You, you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. 
You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. See, I, I remember from last time to wait for the <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you guys? Okay. Um, MinistryofPeculiarOccurrences.com for all of the stuff that we do together. I just redesigned my website, so it's PJBallantine.com. Go check it out. See what horrors I have wrought. Yeah, I'm over at TMorris.com. I'll be reeking horrors over there soon. Yes, you will be. Uh, and um, uh, the good news is that you can find all of our – because we got all kinds of social media. We got the tumble. We could be here for another we could be, we could be. We're on the Instagrams. We're on the We're on the Snapchats. We're on the uh, – I'm on the snapchat um i'm on i'm on untapped i mean we get we get a lot of different uh social media platforms but the thing is if you go to our websites you can reach us through there uh, and by the way don't tell nick kelly but i'm getting him a bell today uh, <laughs> uh anyway uh and and so yeah just uh, go ahead and find us uh find us at those three sites they are launch pads to our other things and you can also the, you've heard us talk about the show before well now you can go and listen at TheSharedDesk.com, which is our uh, bi-weekly podcast. That's fortnightly uh, to the rest of the world. Fortnightly to the rest of the world. About, uh, we, we don't necessarily talk about just collaboration, but we get a lot of guests that come in. And if we're not sharing the topic together, we're sharing it with other people. So that's TheSharedDesk.com, and uh, we would uh, love to share that experience with you. And again, for any of the hatred uh, or any of the things that, that are being directed towards us, or more of the fact towards me, because I'm usually the one with the bigger mouth between the two of us. <laughs> Feel free to direct all of your ire at 703-791-1701, or you can drop me an email at t at tmorris.com. Very cool. I don't well, want thanks. any ire. So. <laughs> I know you don't want your ire. Give <laughs> <Yes. laughs> him all the ire. <laughs> Avoid us. <Thanks. laughs> well, very good. Thank you guys so much. This has been so much fun. I've been looking forward to being able to talk to you guys all week. I, this has been a, a very, very, very fun morning. So it's been fun for us, too. It's been fun for us, too. Thanks a lot, man. All right. And for all of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek. <laughs>